Hello, everyone. Once again, your two favorite witches here, Jillian and Ember. Say hi, Jillian. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, so we've been talking recently, and we thought we would kind of switch things up a little bit. Every month, we're going to put out two podcasts. Um, the first, starting this evening, is going to be something we like to call Tidbits of Our Witch Bits, where we're just going to share um, a little bit of witchy information about kind of what's coming up that month. Like, for instance, Ostera, um, Spring Equinox, as well as um, the any other Sabbaths that might be taking place or events that month um, or the Esbats. And um, Jillian actually has like information on the moons and things like that. So we just thought it would be a good way to kind of date um, as well as um, remind if, if you kind of celebrate um, the different Sabbaths, but maybe you don't always keep track of all of them. Because I know I can never keep track of all of them. <laughs> um, and then the second part of the month, uh, we're going to be putting out the meat of what we're about, which is whatever our subject happens to be. And this month, um, we're continuing our series of exposing the, um, what would, how would you call it, Jillian? <laughs> um, I would say basically we're going to talk about um, fake mediums and right. how to protect yourself against against them and what you should be looking for when you're actually going to go seek advice from um, the other side. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's part of our kind of three-part series. Um, if you caught us last time, we kind of talked about, um, you know, paranormal investigators, ghost hunters, what we've come across. Uh, this time, like Jillian said, it's going to be about mediums. And then our next one is going next month is going to be about witches um, and what to look for as well. But anywho, uh, we are well into uh, March here. And uh, Jillian, kick us off. What do we got going on here? So I thought the first thing we talk about would be the full moon for March, which is um, known as the worm moon. And basically, it's the temperature is beginning to warm up and the earth is going to start thawing. Uh, it's also called the crow moon because uh, the crowing and the cawing of the crows <laughs> signals the end of winter. Um, it's also the first of three super moons in 2020. Ooh. So look for that. Um, a big, huge, bright moon, which... I think is a really good time to every month. I usually um, put my water out to get charged, but mm -hmm. especially when there's a super moon, it um, harnesses a little bit more extra power. So I always, always charge my, my water under any super moon. Um, it's a really good time for you to flush out things out of your system things that are no longer useful for you um, and to harness the energy of that moon and produce something really positive and that you want to change in your life. Um, it's a great time for healing magic because the earth begins to regenerate. So do we. That's awesome. So, yeah. I wonder who comes up with these moon names. <laughs> I mean, I know some of them are derived from like, Native American culture and, and different cultures and things like that, but Worm Moon. Interesting. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
So our uh, first huge big Sabbath is um, Ostera. So that's going to be the spring the spring equinox. Yep. That is taking place on um, March 21st through the 22nd. Um, and a little bit about Ostera. It actually represents, it's from Germanic origins um, and the goddess Auster. I'm probably saying that wrong, but that's how I figured to pronounce it. Um, and this is actually uh, the point in the year or the point in the wheel of the year's journey where it is a truly about balance it is when the uh, day and night are of equal portions um, light and dark are in balance of f- um, how would you say this feminine and masculine energy is equal as well um, and this is a time signifying that the light is defeating the darkness so again we're we're coming out of the dark of winter and all of that restful period moving now into the light, uh, reawakening, rebirth, um, spring, fertility, all of that. Um, something else that is associated with Ostera is um, the hair, which um, I found something really interesting. Um, and this kind of goes into because a lot of people use um, eggs in symbolism with Ostera. Um, again, to represent uh, fertility and rebirth. Um, some people even think of the egg as representing like the cosmic egg, so to speak. Um, but the hair is a big association with this. And I actually found two stories um, of where this came from. Uh, one is an instance where um, the hair actually originally was a bird that the goddess found on the ground um, after winter. Um, and in order to protect it, um, she ter- changed it into a hair, but the transformation wasn't fully complete. Um, so the hair was in essence able to lay eggs and to thank the goddess, the hair would give the eggs as a gift. Um, I don't know so much about that one, but I thought it was interesting. Um, the next would be something where Auster is actually associated with other goddesses known as Hecate and Freya and Holda. And in that instance, it is a time of where in order to honor the goddess, all of the animals in the realm, everyone, the fae, would bring gifts. Um, the hare searched his cupboards and all of that and didn't have much but found an egg. And she prized this above everyone else's because the hare gave the only thing it had and rather everything it had uh, for her. And so then the hare became uh, this goddess's uh, totem, I guess you would call it that. The hare also represents the moon um, and... <clears throat> is uh tied into that as well so i thought that was kind of really interesting and um of course you know the christian version of this would be easter um Mm -hmm. and i don't really know where the egg comes i to this day i actually grew up southern baptist i still have no idea where the egg comes from (laughs) (laughs) but um but this actually kind of makes sense to me so we'll go with this Um, But yeah, some simple things that you can do to celebrate this would be, um, you know, spring colors, greens, yellows, purples, pinks, um, you know, daffodils, daffodils, yep, flowers, lots of flowers, um, 
you know, even similar Christian traditions such as dyeing eggs, things like that are still welcomed um, in celebration. Another one I found is some, you can make a spring cake. Um, you could also set out little offerings um, to the fae and the goddess as well. And something known as a hot cross bun, which represents everything and balance, um, the elements and equinoxes and all of that. So those are some fun little tidbits for you guys. Of course, I'm sure there's plenty on Pinterest and, and Google and whatnot. But we just wanted to kind of give you guys a heads up of what's coming. And don't forget, there's also a retrograde that starts um, in Are we talking about Mercury? We are. Mercury retrograde. Um, That starts on the 29th. No, it starts on the 16th of February. And it goes through March 9th. So if you guys are feeling imbalanced... um, the Mercury retrograde, what that's like, technology, um, social media, things like that, that are going to feel off to you a little bit. Um, very emotional. Mm-hmm, very emotional. Um, what else, Ember, as far as the retrograde is concerned? I know that oh, a lot of people... Oh, don't make any major plans. Don't make any major plans, mm-hmm. decisions, um, traveling can be inhibited. Um, it's just any, anything that requires big decision-making or big expense, I wouldn't recommend it. (laughs) But also remember that as with any retrograde, it can also be a positive thing, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I I think the big thing, you know, Mercury retrograde gets such a bad name and, and you heard me go, oh, when you mentioned it, um, right. it's, it's because it's very taxing on energy, but it can be a good thing. It, it really can. And it's all in how you, your perspective and how you choose to view it. Because I feel like even though the time might be more challenging, those challenges are brought to you for a reason and it's all in how you handle it. And I think with that comes lessons that we need. So, right. And so it is, it's a really good time for you to, um, review your progress and mm-hmm. to evaluate, reevaluate your priorities. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's not this huge, scary thing that can happen. It's sort of just like a time for you to take a step back and sort of feel like rethink why you're feeling so emotional so that you can dig a little bit deeper and mm-hmm. figure out, you know, where your priorities lie. Um, there's going to be sometimes with a mercury retrograde, it's, you'll get a lot of people from your past trying to reconnect with you. Um, but that's but it's also, what's been happening, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a very good time to rekindle those relationships. So, um, rethinking those relationships, I think is a, Mercury retrograde is a really good time for you to reevaluate those relationships and why they have been put aside and mm-hmm. why, you know, they're coming back to you. They're obviously coming back to you for a reason so that you can deal with those. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, online communication, um, misconnections, lots of misunderstandings can happen during the Mercury retrograde. Mm-hmm. So you just sort of have to 
take everything with a grain of salt and don't be so emotional over um, contact that you have with loved ones or even at work or, you know, just Mm -hmm. relax. I say take, you know, I say take a deep breath before any sort of response or anything and just like check in with yourself, like see how you're feeling and, and really like take the time for yourself, um, you know, see if something requires a response, really, does it really require a response? And if it does, then really take time to think about that before just doing it because, right. um, and like, it only lasts what, like about three weeks. Yeah, that's so, about as long as the retrograde is going to be in effect. I mean, and you're looking at uh, February, June, and October. So yeah. Yeah. They're and pretty I, I well just, spread apart. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just good to keep that in perspective because recently I had someone reach out to me that, I mean, we had a really big falling out and whatever. And upon first reading it, it, it definitely got my goat, so to speak, like I was – feeling emotional and enraged, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, you take a deep breath and it. And I come to realize that, you know, um, I didn't want to be rude. I, I have a really hard time with being rude, but I didn't want to get into a big discussion either. So you can always just say something simply, just be like, you know, um, n- you know, now's not a good time or thanks for reaching out. I'll have to right. get back to you later. You know, something short, simple and sweet, and then really take the time to contemplate, Again, whether it's it's warrants a full response or or whatnot, or let it go, just let it go. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's also a lot of people use it as an excuse. To, oh, definitely for their bad behavior. Um, so Karen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just think you know there is accountability. There needs to be responsibility on your end for your behavior during the retrograde, it's not something that you can just give a knee-jerk reaction to and then just say, uh, it was the retrograde. Right. You know what I mean? Like we need to be, be accountable for that behavior. And I think a lot of times, you know, we see a lot of memes about the retrograde made me do it or the retrograde this or the retrograde that (laughs) yes right like that is an emotional factor (laughs) however I think that it's also really you know it's a time to teach us how Mm -hmm. to be responding in those situations so that we can be better at it so that we can make better decisions Mm -hmm. so that when the next retrograde comes we can deal with that a little bit better it's not um something I feel like to be used as an excuse for poor choices. Completely agree. Absolutely. And you know what? It's interesting that coincides with kind of all of this, what we're talking about, because it it is, a, this is a time for balance and it's, you know, really weighing that out. And, you know, you can, at the end of the day, you can only control yourself and your thoughts and your actions. You can't control anybody else or whatever around you, but that doesn't mean that you have to um, let their poor choices and their bad behavior influence you negatively. Right. And I mean, and there's other retrogrades. I mean, there's not just Mercury, there's Venus, there's Mars, there'll be a Jupiter, a Saturn, um, a Uranus and a Neptune. So each, oh, and a Pluto, each one of those will deal with something specific 
and emotional for us to deal mm-hmm. with when that time comes, which when we get into those months, we can talk about that then. But Mercury has gotten a bad rap, oh, yeah. right? Because everything is, you know, the, the Mercury retrograde made me do this. The Mercury retrograde made, made me do that. Yep. And it's, in, it's just really, really important, I think, for us to just really learn how we function during that time so that we can be better. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just a free for all and a time to use it as an excuse. Exactly. And I think it's all in how you go into it and your mindset. I think if you go into it negatively and, you know, piggybacking on all the, the backlash and bad vibes that it's gotten, you know, more than likely it's the law of attraction. You're going to attract, <laughs> you know, negative things. But if you go into it as a period of understanding and growth, because I mean, I don't want to speak for Jillian, but I feel like during the Mercury retrogrades is probably some of the times I grow the most. Um, mm-hmm. Then I feel like you come out the other side of it a lot more positive. Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And real quick, piggybacking, circling back around to um, the full moon that's going to be happening in the super moon. Mm-hmm. Um, your crystals, mm-hmm. your tarot cards, any divination. It's a great time for you to put those out there and oh, yeah. reach and to charge them, to cleanse them, and um, make that water, you know? Like, that's – you save that water for bigger and more important spells mm-hmm. when you need to cast them. That's when you go to your supermoon water. So don't forget to do that. Totally. All right, you guys, I think that's it for our witch bits and tidbits. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, we're going to be doing this, um, you know, once a month, just kind of keeping you guys up on, um, you know, what's going on. Whether you choose to celebrate this, again, to each their own. I know Jillian and I don't celebrate each and every Sabbath. (gasps) I know, shock. But um, we do have our the ones that are more meaningful to us. Um, but that's not to say that this isn't meaningful to someone else. So um, whatever right. you're doing. But the spring equinox is a huge deal. Oh, totally. I mean, it is a big deal. I mean, you yep. can, your gardens are getting ready to get woken up. And yep. the worm, the worm, I think that in essence, the reason that they're calling it the worm moon is because the worm is waking up and it's making its way through the dirt, just like the roots are coming through and, we're going to start planting again so yeah everything's waking up and we'll uh get ready for spring yeah so good luck or not good luck (laughs) um (laughs) many um blessings to all of you and however you choose to celebrate this time uh you know we wish you all the best during this mercury retrograde and And the super moon and the super moon take advantage of that big deal there and um thanks so much for joining us All right, you guys, blessed be. Blessed be.